Welcome to Movies in the Buff in this week's edition of The Storyboard, where we share industry news, festoon a streaming pick, and give you all a preview of next week's movie, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> festoon? <laughs> what? Oh man, that's good. Oh. I forgot how good that clip is. It's now time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah this season uh because we changed up the storyboards every week brett's gonna he's gonna change it up show off week. my vocabulary that's right <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait oh man all right uh i go first you go first all right good um so this is jumping the gun a little bit but new york film festival just happened a martin scorsese film just showed mm-hmm it's oh wait this is the wrong thing i'm in the wrong segment you're in the wrong segment yep that was not my news that's my streaming pick oh so you still go first or i go yeah i'll go first now (laughs) um i'm gonna go first now okay your turn (laughs) (laughs) so So uh, we're off to a great start oh man just crushing it (laughs) um Take 17. (laughs) Okay, so Natalie Portman is going to be in this movie called Lucy in the Sky, and it's not about the Beatles. Uh, Good. (laughs) Not another biopic. Not about the Beatles. Uh, But it is um, inspired by the true story of Lisa Nowak, who is the astronaut who drove cross-country, most notably wearing a diaper uh, so that she she didn't have to make stops. And she drove cross-country to, like, steal the identity of her partner, right? confront a former lover. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and the the movie mo- recently screened or recently came to light that Natalie Portman is not wearing a diaper in this movie. Mm. Um, and she says, and, and I kind of actually am kind of on board with it because she she says to to Vulture, she goes, "It was an interesting detail, but it was something that seemed so radical to all of us listening to it. But actually, it's just part of an astronaut's life. They wear diapers the whole time because that's what you do in space. It's not like you'd be an unusual choice. Hmm. It seems a lot nuttier if it's not something you do every day. Mm-hmm. But I guess I still have a diaper movie in my future to fill everyone's expectations." <laughs> <laughs> yes, Natalie so, Portman. Yes. Obviously annoyed at the constant probe. Yeah. Uh, She's like, let's talk about the acting work and not whether I wore a diaper or not. Because even if she wore a diaper, she's not. Yeah. Bingo. Yep. yep. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so I have a couple of short things. The first thing. Uh, so going. This kind of goes back to season two. We talked about Disney. I was in that season. Were you? Did you do comic book movies with us? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only cared about that month because that was... <laughs> that was the only month you liked. <laughs> yeah, that was Ninja Turtles. And right. Um, we we talked about the Disney-Fox merger. Yep. And all of the implications. Yep. And uh, one of the implications it all, all goes to the Marvel Universe, right? And so what happened was... Sony released Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, won an Oscar, and was like, oh shit, we can do Spider-Man and make a lot of money off of this. So they fought against Disney and uh, and and Marvel, and Disney, uh, after the release of Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man now is no longer in the Marvel Universe. They fought forever, and, and what Fox was, or what Sony was doing, Sony was 
pitting Marvel against the fans and Marvel was pitting Sony against the fans. And it was this huge hubbub that Spider-Man, the one of the most beloved characters and now the takeover for Iron Man and all this stuff is no longer in the Sony universe or the Marvel universe. Right. Until yesterday. Right. When <laughs> when they're like, surprise, <laughs> somehow they got him back. And it was this huge deal that happened for like a month where like Spider-Man's no longer in the Marvel universe. And now he's back, which is weird and great. Yes, who's because who's back? Back, back again. again. Uh, Spidey's that. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, web a friend. Okay. Um, you started it. You started it. This looks like a web for me now, everybody. <laughs> Sling these. <laughs> oh, man. Gives Mary Jane a whole new Oh, my goodness. It's good. Uh, anyway, so I, I... Was it always that different of a connotation, though? <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, I, I think this... this um, For me, the, the whole Spider-Man thing is... I'm glad that they reconciled only for the fans thing. Because, like... People make movies, this is where I'm all getting at, is that studios don't make movies for themselves to make money. They shouldn't. That shouldn't be the point of it. You should make movies for the people who want to watch them in certain ways. Like you, you, especially with superhero movies, right? Like you want to make them for the people to enjoy them. So if, if you make this huge deal that Spider-Man, one of the most beloved characters of all time, especially in, in comic book movies and, uh, and comic books in general finally gets into this giant arc of this and they have a great actor and a gr- and finally get Spider-Man right and then you just yank it over like rights and this and that like get over yourselves you're all going to be fine you're all going to make a Still shit ton make of money Still make a ton of money yeah right and keep them in the freaking universe anyway so that's a weird it's this crazy drama that's happening now and for a while it was on hold because Apple was looking at buying Sony and if Apple bought Sony then the rights of Spider-Man would then matriculate back to Marvel. So like these, all these streaming shit that's going on is causing this huge thing of all, you know, like it's just, it's, it's a new, it's a new landscape that we're in. Yeah, man. You know, that's crazy. My second bit of news, which is very small, but I'm, I know that you're going to laugh, is about a reboot. Face Off is getting a reboot. (laughs) Face Off, where they literally take their faces off. Dude, that movie was on TV the other day. Did you finally watch it? I watched like 15 minutes of it, and I was just like, I'm too far gone. (laughs) What is happening? happening? So Paramount has hired 22 Jump Street screenwriter Oren Uziel to pen the script with Neil Moritz producing... Uh, and the uh, David Permut, excuse me for mispronouncing all these, who was a producer on the original film, will executive produce. Actors and directors have yet to be announced. Uh, John Woo directed the original movie, and of course, uh, yep. So it, I mean, the original movie carried an eighty million dollar budget and uh had a two hundred and forty five million dollar global gross, which is bizarre. It's so bizarre because it's a movie where they literally take their faces but it's, off. It's a we got to do. We should do that on this. This like make the case. Yeah, we should do make the case because I could make the case that that movie just 
we're not going to go into this, but like there are some good action sequences and it's crazy enough where in the sort of in the style of the John Wick, you're like, that's so insane that I'm just in because people are shooting each other going crazy. And Nicolas Cage is crazy. And John Travolta. Nicolas Cage is playing John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Right. And John Travolta is doing that for Nicolas for Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. yeah. And as you'll hear next week in our Pulp Fiction episode, Nick John Travolta is fucking crazy and he's <laughs> awesome. So when you get those two people, like, of course I'm going to spend money on that. Yeah. Anyway, so I figured you'd get a kick out of that. That's awesome. Face off. All right. Uh, so that's the news. You want to give it back to Ron in the studio? Yeah. Take it away, Ron. Well, for all of us here at Channel 4 News, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Hey everybody, welcome to our brand new edition of our revamped storyboard streaming in the buff. So uh, if you haven't been caught up to speed this season, uh, we're going to not do an entire episode on just one movie, but talk about things in the streaming world on any of the streaming platforms that has caught our eye uh, that we think that you might enjoy or right. things that we want to watch about. out for. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a, a little bit shorter and, and a little more, more to the point, but uh, I think that'll be good. A little more streamlined. Yeah. So uh, what's your uh, what's your rec this week? What's my what? Your rec. Recommendation. Oh, I was like, W-R-E-C-K? What? I'm not, I'm not that much I'm of a, a wreck. train wreck I need already? you to give me a rec. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, we've actually talked about before, uh, but it's getting closer and closer to release date, and I just want to hype it up again. The Irishman. Mm. Uh, Martin Scorsese's new crime thriller mob movie uh, starring... De Niro and Pacino and Pesci um, and Joe Pesci can't forget about Joe who came out of retirement for this movie right um that's how much he loves Martin Scorsese oh yeah um and he probably heard like Bob and Al are doing this all right I'm gonna go I'm gonna get in on that too yeah all right that's it <laughs> good feathers animaniacs continue <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got way off. Um, anyway, it has just made its premiere at the New York Film Festival last week mm. or this weekend, this past weekend, this weekend, last night. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Timelines are weird. <laughs> Time's a flat circle. Um, and it's being very well received. And what has been leaked of it, and not like leak leak, but like what the, print, the, the studio has released in terms of screenshots and things like that. It looks good, man. Yeah. The tech, the because everybody's worried about the aging tech, right? That's the that's the whole big thing with this movie, right? It's taking three actors that are in their seventies or beyond, um, and aging them up and back in time, um, mm -hmm. and following these these characters over the course of their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a um, a release of of De Niro's characters, and. It looks good. Yeah. Like, it looks good. Yeah. I don't, you know, granted, stills tell a lot. You can modify stills and whatnot. And as soon as a mouth starts, you know, as soon as a mouth starts moving is typically when everybody just goes, 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it's Uncanny Valley, right? You just immediately can go, that's not real. Yeah. Um, right. But apparently, it gets really close to being, is like, to being like, oh, wait, is that real? Mm. Uh, I hope so, so. I'm so stoked. Yeah. It's releasing in uh, theaters on November 1st, but most importantly on Netflix uh, on November 27th. Yeah. Um, so for me, you? I'm going to talk about a series that I've been into recently uh, and watched. It's called The Office. Um, <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, The Office is great, of course. Everyone knows that. But uh, no, second, Sasha... Second most, show, second most watched show on Netflix. Yeah. And what's the first? Friends. Friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the third's like Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Yeah, <laughs> or something, yeah. Maybe Cheers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all of which are going to NBC. Yeah. Which, have you heard what that's called? Yeah, it's really It's dumb. called like Peacock. Peacock. The streaming service is called Peacock. Yeah, I spend seven ninety nine. <laughs> your accountant calls you up. So what's this? It looks like you're billing eight dollars a month to Peacock. <laughs> is that a? Is that how? A, <laughs> how in God's name are you going to be able to like legitimately like it's be at work be a disaster, and be like, man. oh yeah, no, bro, sorry, I can't go out. I got to go home and watch the unless, Peacock tonight. Unless they come in, <laughs> unless they come in at like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine price point, where it really seems inconsequential yeah um i think the this study that was done recently says that 699 is the threshold mm. where somebody feels like they can argue away the cost mm-hmm. um which is why disney plus came in plus sorry uh <laughs> came in at that point yeah um but they're gonna have to, i mean they're gonna even though their content library is awesome yeah um some of that some of their stuff that they you think they own they don't actually own it's gonna right. go to Warner Brothers and HBO Max. Right, exactly. So, Which HBO Max is another thing that's coming listen, out. Listen, like, we're going to have to just spend on one of these episodes one time, like out in November after a lot of these release. Yeah. Just like hashing it out. Yeah, like going through what our, is everything? We're going to tell you guys about our budgets. Yeah. <laughs> and just <laughs> yeah. like, so we decided to, to change the Hulu with the ads program, but bundle it with ESPN and Disney because that saves me. Like, yeah, right, right. But then if you have a cable subscription, then you get HBO Max. It's just... Or if you're a member of AT&T, you don't subscribe to HBO, so HBO Max isn't really worth it. Right, right. Oh, it's it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's good. I think this is a good conversation to have. Uh, the, <laughs> These storyboards are still going to end up at 30 minutes long. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it's just us, like, chatting and talking. Um, so the, the thing that I've been really into recently that kind of flew under the radar... Uh, quite a bit like it wasn't on a lot of the main pages for me um i had to kind of scroll for a little bit what it is a netflix show it's on netflix it's a netflix show on netflix called <laughs> uh called the spy oh and, yeah uh it's sasha baron cohen is in uh is is headlines the the show and uh it's i think of sweeney eight, todd fame of of yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Best part of that movie, I'll tell you what, he plays Pirelli in that movie, and he freaking rocks it. Because yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, he's good, man. He is. I think we were talking about him a while ago, and you mentioned the word savant. Yeah, and that really stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Because you know, another streaming thing that he has right now is Who Is America, and that was just it's only a one season thing, not going to be more than one. It's on Showtime, and it's sort of more in the line of Dally G show of Borat and all of that, where he plays outlandish characters and pranks people. But he does it with such 
conviction and and embodies these characters, even though they're absurd, crazy characters. It's Borat, right? He's absurd. He's absolutely bonkers, but he is so that person. And when you redirect that from the absurd comedy realm to real true life story realm, which mm-hmm. is what the spy is. And uh, and so it's a true story of uh, of a spy in Israel and uh, who infiltrated the Syrian government in the 60s. And like I said, complete true story and uh, brilliant. And I, I had reservations going into it, hope like thinking like, oh, man, he's playing an Isra- Israelite like it's just going to turn into Borat again in this thing. Not at all. Like not at all. Sasha Baron Cohen is incredible. And if you, if, and when you're looking for a good spy thing and they're hour long episodes, um, I think there are six or eight of them awesome. and it's, it's really good. The directing is, is a little questionable at times. I think sure. mainly for the disservice of the, in my opinion, does disservice to the actors in, uh, cause all of the performances are great. Yeah. And it also does a little bit of a disservice to the, the man himself who they're trying to honor in this or tell the story of, uh, but so like not, it, it's not something where you're like, Oh, I can't watch. It's unwatchable. So my recommendation, the spy, uh, it's on Netflix, Sasha Baron Cohen. Rock on. I'm it's, excited to check that out. Yeah. And I've it, been like, I can't, every time you just scroll through Netflix or whatever, you know, I land on it and I'm just like, I'm just not sure. Yeah. But now I think it's going to have to, after I finish Mindhunter. Yeah. That's what I'm on right now too. Yeah. Can we both do a special call out to Mindhunter? Mindhunter is awesome. It's so good. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's really, really great. They just released season two, what, like a month uh, ago, maybe a month three ago. weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, and covers the, the Atlanta child murders. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney and I are not yet in season two yet. We're just finishing season one. Oh, we okay. didn't watch it. Good to know. Um, but we're almost done. I'm really excited. Season one is it. incredible. The, the actor who plays Ed Kemper is <laughs> fucking it's incredible. Terrifying. Yeah. He is so good. And he's in so many things. Yeah. He's that guy like blew up. Yeah. He's incredible. Uh, yeah, that, that shows. <laughs> so great. that's Mindhunter, the Irishman. <laughs> And the spy. <laughs> and the spy. Yeah. Special call out to Mindhunter. Uh, David Fincher. Uh, yeah. Executive produced and directed the f- most of the first season. I think all of them. I think he does every episode. Does he really? I thought he, I thought it was one of those. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I think, I think his, his influence is certainly felt if he doesn't direct them. Yeah. It's very worth a watch. And I think Mindhunter and, and the spy are kind of in that same realm of like, those quiet moments that are just the stakes are so high because, you know, in Mindhunter, they're sitting across the table from a serial killer. And in The Spy, anyone could walk in at any moment, you know, and you're just like, oh, oh, God, oh, I love a good oh. espionage thriller. Yeah, and that's the thing with The Spy for me. I was like, oh, I forgot how much I like a good spy movie. Yeah. You know, where you're just like, and when it's done, because it, there have been so many that aren't really done well. No. But Sasha Baron Cohen is so che- good. Like, they get cheesy now. Exactly. Um, the last really good one I can remember seeing, the irony, of course, is I fell asleep the first time I watched it, <laughs> <laughs> is Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, sure. That kind of, I remember it building in that same way. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, I you know... The Bourne movies and and things like that, Mission Impossible, like some of that's spy e spy adjacent, yeah, more action even, um, but more, yeah, exactly. Um, but I I love that just like in 
ins like the 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 ins uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. We have to end this episode. <laughs> no, I yeah no I. I agree with what you're saying completely, and and I'll, I'll end. Give me the vice grip. I love the yes. vice grip of the the walls closing in and the spy having to find a way out. Well, because what it does instantly is it is it creates this dynamic where we as audience know something that the rest of the characters don't. Right. So we instantly exactly. have a, a sort of omniscient present of like. Oh, presents, not present. <laughs> I have an omniscient present for you. Oh, how generous. I already know what it is. <laughs> oh, no. And what you'll do with it. Aren't you so glad we're doing season three, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it does. It creates this, 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 this great dynamic where you're able to just be like, w- the stakes are high for us, too, because we know how much danger he is, but no one else knows except me and that one spy. Yeah. So it's like, awesome. Yep. So, uh... That's the end of the segment, and those are the movies you should watch. And TV shows. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I had it so good. <sighs> How are we going to end this one this this season? Goodbye. <laughs> That's fair. Join us for the following previews. Miramax Films is proud to present one of the most celebrated motion pictures of the year. The winner of the 1994 Palme d'Or. The best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. Come on, let's get in character. I'm so interested in big man's wife. Well, he's going out of town, Florida, and he asked me if I take care of him while he's gone. Take care of him? No, man. Just make sure it'll be a good time. Make sure she don't get lonely. Girl. You see, this is a moral test of oneself. I do believe Marcellus, my husband, your boss, told you to take me out and do whatever I wanted. I love you so much, can count on Whether or not you can maintain loyalty. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. Pride only hurts, it never helps. In the fifth, your ass goes down. I have to say, play with matches, you get burned. We should have shotguns with this kind of a deal. We're in a lot of danger, aren't we? I'm prepared to scout the earth for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Get down, get down. You got a corpse in a car, minus a head in the garage. Take me to it. Uncomfortable silences. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, Amanda Plummer, Maria de Medeiros, Bing Rings, Eric Stoltz, Rosanna Arquette, Christopher Walker, and Bruce Willis. Looking at something for me. Ain't my friend looking. Die, you mother! A new film directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, fiction.
Are you thinking about quitting? Most definitely. Of course, you're going to do that. Basically, I'm just going to walk the earth. What you mean, walk the earth? You know, like Kane in Kung Fu. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this week's edition of The Storyboard. Be sure to join us this Monday, October 14th, when we discuss Pulp Fiction. I promise it'll be much better than that on the episode on Monday. <laughs> be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Movies in the Buff, Twitter at Buff Movies. You can email us at watchingmoviesinthebuff at gmail.com. And uh, until next week, let's take it to the baby town, Humphrey. Hilda, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs>